You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Good to see everybody out here tonight. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. Most of us have to realize that it was the voice in the first place that has got us where we're at today. Amen. I want to start off by praying first. Amen. Father God, we just come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for everything that you are doing here in this city, Lord God, in our lives, in our neighborhood, Lord God, in our families, Lord God, as Lord God, as we, Lord God, understand that we are a voice, Lord God, that you have given us something, Lord God, that we can cherish, Lord God, and to present to those that are out there, Lord God. And we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start off by reading out of the book of John 10, 27 and 28. It says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Amen. Something great. He's given us life, he says. He's given us an opportunity to live. When we were out there in the world, we didn't have much. We thought we had everything, but we lacked something. We needed something. And, and God is only the one that can give us that answer. We can't find it in anything else. You know, in the beginning, we look at, at, at the book of Genesis where Adam was in the garden. Now, we already should already know the story. Adam and Eve fallen. They've fallen into sin because they were disobedient. But yet here Adam is in the garden, and God is calling him out. Calling Adam, where are you? Keeps calling him, where are you? This is one of the voices that we have to understand. This voice that's calling Adam, and Adam finally responds and says, Lord, here I am. And God is wanting to know, why are you hiding from me? Because he says, I am naked. He's hiding from God because he's fallen, he's fallen in sin. He's fallen in, in such a way that he cannot even show himself to God. And here God intervenes for them. He, he sacrifices an animal for them. He clothes them. And he still 
has a purpose for their lives in this world. But first thing that Adam had to really recognize from hearing the voice of God is that Adam had to respond to that voice and respond with a repentive heart. See, without that, we wouldn't even be here today because the first man brought this upon us. The first man brought sin upon us. The first man brought us out to, in the world to where we have to toil and work and, and the women have to give pregnancy and give birth to babies and, and go through some heartaches and go through some troubles. But God is, has a plan and a purpose for us so that we can overcome that, so that we can overcome and have a relationship with him. He's calling us to repentance, first of all. If there's no repentance in our life, we cannot be here. If there's no repentance in our life, we cannot listen to the voice of God. Here in the book of, of Samuel, chapter 3, we look at a, a, a small boy named Samuel. In verse 8, he says, And Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could not barely see, was lying down in his usual place, and the lamp of God was not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he runs to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lay down. So he went and he laid down. And again, God called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me, my son. Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Amen. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go down and lay down, and if he calls you, speak, Lord, your for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in this place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as he did another time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Amen. We have to understand that here we look at this young man, Samuel. He did not yet know the voice of the Lord. He did not know the word of the Lord yet. He was brought up from his youth. He was brought up as a child. His mother had dedicated him unto the Lord because she asked for a son. She asked for a child. And here she turned around and gave him back to God. And here Eli is raising him, teaching him, and showing him the word of God, and showing him and instructing him in the ways of the Lord. But yet he still had not had a vision from God. He had never heard from God before. And here he's listening to this voice calling him. The voice of God is calling him out. He had to recognize that voice, but he didn't understand who it was yet. And Eli says he understood what was happening. He understood what was taking place. 
he understood that this young man was going to be used of God. And the thing is, in order for you to be used of God, you have to be able to hear his voice. You have to be able to recognize the voice of God. You have to know who he is. God said, my sheep will know my voice. But here, here's a young boy, and he's still learning that. But once he grasped a hold of what God was going to do in his life, greater things were yet to come. That was just the beginning for his life. See, God has a purpose for you, and God has a plan for you, but God has to be able to get to, to you. God to be able to be able to see that you can recognize that he's trying to call you out. This is the voice that we need to hear, the voice of God. You can listen to all kinds of voices in the world. There's all kinds of messages out there. There's all kinds of religions out there. There's all kinds of media out there. But guess what? They don't have what you need to have. God says, my sheep will know my voice and they will not leave me. They will not be able to be taken away from me. If you have a walk with God, you're not going to leave. You know what he has for your life. You know that he has a purpose for your life. You know that he's got something greater for you. For you and for your family and for those that come along. But the thing is, is that we have to first recognize that. We have to first know that it's God that is calling us out. Here in the book of Acts, we see Saul. Saul has gone around and collecting letters from the synagogues from the chief priests. And here we see that he's on his way to Damascus in, in, in Acts chapter 9. And meanwhile, Saul was breathing out threatenings of murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. And he went to the high priest asking for letters to the synagogues and in Damascus, so that he, he found any on the way, belonging in the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? In verse 5, who are you, Lord, Saul asked. Hear a response, a response from him. He recognized that it was God already. Here is a man that's persecuting the church, persecuting you. And yet his whole life being trained, trained in, in the Old Testament ways by the high priests themselves, by the, the best of the best. He knew the word of God, but he didn't know God. He thought that he was doing, he, he, he thought he was doing a favor for God by putting these people to death because they called themselves Christian. Go ahead. Announce to the world that you're a Christian and see the response that you get from them. They still persecute us. They still put us down. They still don't like what we have to say. But God says, you are my voice. You look at Sal's life, and here, here is a man that's persecuting the church. Here is a man that's putting uh, in prison their lives. He's having them beaten and whipped. Why? Because they confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They didn't understand 
Who is this Christ? He's the one that you put on the cross. They all heard about Jesus. They all heard about him going to the cross. They all heard about what happened on the third day. He's not there in the grave anymore. He's not there in the tomb anymore. He went down into the pits of hell for us so that we can get saved. He says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go to the city and it will be told what you should, what must be do, what you must do. Amen. In verse 7, a man traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, and when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. So they led him by hand to Damascus. Three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. This man could not do anything except wait on God, wait on God, because he stood there, and he stood there, and he prayed, and he fasted, and believed that God was going to do something in his life. And here, God moves. God touches him. And now he's waiting on God to do even further, more things in his life. And in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. Another voice calling him out. Another voice calling somebody else out. Because there has to be obedience in our lives. And the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for the man of Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands to him to restore his sight. In verse 13, Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he's done in the holy people of Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to rest all those who call upon your name. Amen. Here he's going to, he has a mission. He had a mission. But God stopped him on his tracks. And now he's being obedient to the Lord. And if you read the story and you go on further in the book of Acts, you'll read that shortly after that, you find Saul in the synagogue preaching about Jesus. I hear a man that was persecuting the church, and now he's preaching Jesus. He's reaching to those that he was actually coming against. Now he's going back into the same synagogues that he was probably getting the letters from and telling them about Jesus, telling them about Jesus is alive, telling them about Jesus is the, the hope that we have, the resurrection from death unto life. This is the man that he was persecuting and now he's preaching about him. Now he is the voice for God. The voice. You can't deny it. You can't, you can't run away from it. You can't choose something else. You can listen to everything, but guess what? It's not going to make any difference if you're not listening to his voice. Then we go back into, into the book of Exodus, 
where Moses is at the burning bush. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, where the angel of God of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire which was within the bush. Moses saw that through the bush was a fire on it, and it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this sight, why this bush does not burn up. And when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Amen. God had to get his attention. Here is Moses. This is a man that ran from Egypt, ran from persecution because he was facing death because he killed an Egyptian. Now he's been out in the wilderness for 40 years, and God has to get his attention by a bush that's burning, but yet not burned. Amen? And God calls him out. Moses heard and responded to that call. And yeah, Moses tried to say and make excuses why I, I can't go. I can't go, God. I stutter. I, I don't have the right speech. But God says, I want you to go. And he went. He was obedient. See, that's one thing that God is doing in our lives is that he's not just trying to get our attention, not just trying to get us to recognize him, but also to be obedient to what he's called us to do. Amen? He got closer, to, and God said, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. It's amazing. When you have an encounter with God, it's amazing what will happen to you. It's amazing what will take place in your life. It's amazing the transformation that takes place at the time that you come to the Lord when he touches your life and he brings healing and deliverance upon you, brings salvation upon you, when you surrender and give your life to him, that you are no longer the same, that you are different, that you are able to be a voice for him. See, we all hear from God, but the problem is, do we really hear from God? Do we really listen to what he's saying? Do we really want to know what he has for our lives? See, God has called us out. God is continuing to call us out. God is wanting us to do even more than what we do today. But the problem is, is we're not listening. We're not being obedient. We're not repenting. See, it all started from the from Genesis. It all started in the garden. It all started when mankind fell. We have to hear what God has for our lives in order for us to continue on. Here, Adam could have stayed where he was at, but God said, no, you've got to leave this place. You have to go out and you have to, you have to produce. You have to work. You have to toil. See, nothing comes easy in life today. A lot of us, we're trying to find excuses why I can't do this, I can't do that. We make excuses just like Moses. I don't have a speech. I didn't have a speech either when I came to the Lord. I was afraid to talk to people. But look what God has done in my life. I'm not afraid to voice my opinion about who God is. 
When I got saved, uh, all they told me, just tell them Jesus loves you. Well, that's what I did. That's all I knew how to say. Then they said, tell them your testimony. And that's what I started doing. I started telling them my testimony. My testimony is important. Your testimony is important. Your testimony is a voice for that world out there. Here we look at Gideon in the Judges, book of Judges, chapter 6. And Gideon, here, Gideon has a call upon him. Here the people have asked him to go and, and take out the Midianites and deliver them from them. But here Gideon, he, he searches out and he calls upon God. He said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, I look and I will place a wool fleece on the fleshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece and the ground is dry, then I know that you will save Israel by your hand. As he said, and that is what happened. Gideon rose up the next day and he squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then in verse 39, then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me, let me make one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece. But this time, that the fleece be dry and the ground covered with dew. That night, God did so. Only the fleece was dry and the ground was covered with dew. Amen. It's important that we have a communication with God. You know, you can be saved, but if you're not communicating with him, what good is it? If you're not corresponding with God, what good is it? If you're not willing to tell God what's going on in your life, what good is it? You know, I, I, I understood what Gideon was talking about. Because when I got saved, I had to ask God something too. I said, God, if you're real, show me. Because I didn't know if he was real anymore. I didn't know because everything that I was brought up and taught, everything that I thought I knew didn't knew didn't do me any good. It didn't bring salvation upon me. Religion didn't help me. Religion couldn't help me. It couldn't show me what I needed to know. I said, God, you need to show me. And God showed up where I was at. I was in a park in a place of loneliness. Nobody even around me. And all of a sudden, somebody shows up. That's God for you. And here, this man, I didn't know who, who he was. I had no idea who he was. He sat down, and he was doing his own thing, and he calls me over. And, and he's all beat up, his arms in a cast, broken. And he starts telling me a story, telling me a story that he was just come back from a missionary work, but yet he found himself in a bar, in a brawl fighting over some woman, and now he's all beat up, broken arm, broken down. And this is the man that God used to bring me to salvation. I said, how, how, how can that be? God will use anybody to be a voice. I sat there and prayed a prayer with this man. He rededicated his life. I didn't even know what backsliders were. But yet, I realized what he was later on. But yet, this is what God used. He used a backslider to bring me to the Lord, 
That day when I said that prayer and prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ to come into my life, being a voice of communication with God, God healed me, God delivered me from drugs and alcohol, and I've not been the same since. Each and every one of you is a voice for the kingdom of God. Each and every one of you is a chosen vessel by God. Each and every one of you has to realize that we have come to the Lord because of repentance in the first place. We had to recognize him. We had to recognize his voice. We had to be obedient to the calling that he's called us for. See, a lot of us, we hear his voice, but we don't honor, recognize it. A lot of us think that just because our pastor's up here and preaching the word of God, oh, it's just the man. No, he's a voice for God. He's preaching the word of God. He's preaching life into your life. We have to recognize the voice within the voice. We have to, God has to get our attention. And if you're here, and if you're, you're not listening, then he doesn't have your attention. If you're here, it's because he brought you here in the first place. If you're here tonight, and you think, well, I just stumbled in here by accident. No, you didn't. I was at the place where God wanted me to be at in order for him to touch my life because that's where he needed to touch me at because there was something going on in my life only God knew. I was desperate. I was down and out. I had nothing. I had nowhere to go. I had nothing. I had no food. I had no clothes. I didn't have no money. I barely had a car that was drivable. I didn't even have gas in the car. I didn't even have a pair of shoes on my feet. And that day, God blessed me. That man that, that he used blessed me with a pair of shoes. He took me to his house. He let me shower. He let me get cleaned up. And he fed me. This is what God does. Man doesn't do that. God does that. We need to realize that God has called us here tonight for a reason, for a purpose. As we end up this message tonight, this is all that I have because this is all that God has given me. But I want you to know that God has called each and every one of you that is here. And God is still calling you. And God is still wanting you to realize that he has a purpose for your life. And if you're listening to his voice, I want you to know that it's not over. It's not over. If you have a tonight, it's not over because, you know something, if you're, 